Welcome back, everybody. This is Pop Off with James. I'm here with Katie Flood from season six of Below Deck Med. Thank you so much for being here, Katie. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I feel like I know you because I, I spent know. like... <laughs> I honestly feel like um, I know you. You're like my little best friend that I don't know. Like, this is why I love social media sometimes. Like, yeah, I know there's like a lot of negatives to social media, but things like this, like you're always like number one supporter. Like Aww. I feel like you're always there. Um, so it's nice. Yeah, thank you. And you too, you're always commenting on my stuff. And, you know, it's, I appreciate it. No, but you've done so well. Like, I don't know how long you've been running that page for. Like, obviously, I only found out about it when my season aired, but like, you're doing so well. Like, it's everywhere. And I also, one thing I really love is you are a big supporter. Like, you don't like the negative side of it. Like, you, I yeah. do read some of the comments and I know I've also I've shared some of my opinions about past past minutes, but whatever we can that later. <laughs> yeah. um, like you're always like you you sharing like the positive side of it or just sharing letting like us say our story or like you know letting people develop their own opinions but also guiding it in more of a positive way, which is yeah. like so beautiful to see on social media because you know it can get super toxic as we all know. I know I recently had a a newer Bravo page reach out to me and like kind of ask me for advice and the way I kind of hit the ground running was just basically be a good person you know if somebody confides in you you know what I mean you you know you keep their secret like this in the world and it's just nice to have like a positive fan page like it is a fan page and yeah. you know like a lot of these fan pages there is a lot of hate and a lot of people commenting on you know certain individuals and stuff but I re- I do really support and like how you've created this and how you don't condole and you always like I read your responses to some people and you're saying well yes but you know we're still human or like whatever <laughs> it is like, I absolutely love that because I think people do forget we still have souls and we still have feelings <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Enough about me. Um, you said you're working on some stuff. Like, are you getting prepared for charter? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So, obviously, I'm on holiday right now. Like, I haven't been able to come home for two years because of COVID. So, um, yeah, the first opportunity, obviously, this is super important to prioritize this. Um, so, my boat... Um, was on its way back to Europe. So they're in Europe right now. So they left the States, I flew home um, and we sort of had a last minute boss trip. So they actually picked up the boss yesterday and I'm not on board, which is really, I'm not gonna lie, it's been stressful. It's I've been anxious because I'm like, okay, the boat doesn't have a chief stew. We've got our owner on board. Um, But I have a really amazing like head of service, head of housekeeping. So they're completely running the show. So. Um, yeah, it's just been a bit weird, like never in eight years of yachting have I experienced something like this where there's no chief stew on board <laughs> for a trip, um, but it's yachting and it still has to go like go on and yeah, unfortunately, even if I wanted to get back for this trip, I actually couldn't because the like flights out of New Zealand, because of COVID still, it's really, really hard, so I'm yeah. flying on Thursday. Um, so I'll fly back to Europe at the end of the week, which would be nice. But yeah, I've just had a bit of work stuff going on, um, last minute preparation. So 
Okay, so you haven't been home in two years. You land. What is the first thing that you have to do when you arrive back in New Zealand? Honestly, go get a good coffee. I don't know if many people know, but Australia and New Zealand, we have like a really big coffee culture, especially, you know, I've been living in the States for nearly two years now. I never drank Starbucks in my life until living in America, but I hate to say it, it's not the best coffee. Um, I still drink it. You know, I'm guilty (laughs) because it's everywhere, but like a good proper coffee, that's definitely one of the things for sure. What about uh, Timmy's? Have you ever had a Tim Hortons or... Well, actually, I was in Canada, as you know, like a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Um, and my friend, he kept going on, but that's a Canadian thing. Yeah. Like, you have to try Tim. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is this thing? I was like, is this like a chain restaurant? Like, what is it? But I didn't try it. So you did the- not? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No. Next time. Next, Next time. time. And I was like, looking at these interviews of you today, I was going through your episodes. And I want to say thank you so much for being so open with your anxiety and that kind of thing, because people might look at you and think, you know, she's so pretty, you know, she's on TV, she has it all, but really you're just like a human being and you have all the same issues that everybody else has. And, you know, I want to commend you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. No, that was honestly one of the things I said to myself actually like when I was casting for the show um at first I'm not gonna lie I didn't take it seriously I kind of was like let's just see where this goes and then quickly it became real serious real quick um and then I was offered the position and you know I didn't jump on it straight away I really stepped back and like looked at like every scenario Um, and you know, when I decided that, okay, I'm going to do it, like, you know, the world's turning to shit. It's a global pandemic. No one knows what's going on. Like, why not? Um, but I said to myself, I was like, if you're going to do this, Katie, like you need to be authentic. Like, I think people that come on with an agenda, like the cameras will always show it. Um, Mm -hmm. that's not me anyway. Like I'm a really open, honest person. That's just like how I've always been. Um, and Yeah. So that was one thing I said to myself, I was like, if you're going to have a mental breakdown, you have your mental breakdown. Like if you're going to be upset or whatever it is. And I'm really happy I did um, because, you know, a lot of people did resonate with that. So that, that was really, really important to me for sure. You know, after being on a reality TV show, did you ever get the thought like, oh, maybe I want to be like a reality TV star now. Maybe I want to go on Big Brother, like, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) It's funny, people always ask that. They're always like, what's now? Love Island? And I'm like, I know, like, (laughs) I could never, like, I commend people that can go on a show like that. Like, I I couldn't, that's not my thing. Um, But it definitely opens your eye into a new industry for sure. Like, you know, doors are definitely open to certain things. Um, You know, people do reach out to you for certain things. It's an interesting industry for sure, the television industry. It's, It's pretty wild. But I will say this, like putting yourself out there for the world to judge that's obviously really hard but I honestly think it's made me so much stronger like I was always pretty strong but I think it's really just like you know like now I kind of feel like a bit like no one could really break me now like you know I've had a lot of horrible things said to me um which isn't fun at the time but it, it does make you stronger for sure 
yeah, definitely like probably thickens your skin probably for 100%. sure. 100%. Like, I mean, look, I'm still like, you know, I still get emotional. I've actually had really bad anxiety like yesterday and today. Um, oh. like, I still like have all those <laughs> things, but just in like the greater scheme of stuff, like I feel way more stronger. And like, you know, if people yeah. say to me now, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I don't. <laughs> Is there a part of you that's like, I'm Katie Flood. I was on Below Deck. <laughs> oh, God, no, that's so cringe. <laughs> if I ever turned into that, honestly, like slap me across the face. That's just, <laughs> no, God, no, not at all. Yeah. Well, maybe we all have our moments, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, I know. was watching you on the Total Ship Show with uh, Malia. Yeah. And you did mention something about there's a rule, like you can't talk about past seasons. You can't blah, blah, blah. So I'm wondering, like, how do you know these rules? Like you get cast on the show and then do you do like this like class or like how does that work? <laughs> you know? So basically like, yeah. So once we've been casted, um, it was really hard actually because normally, you know, they they fly you out to wherever they're shooting and you normally have like two or three days. They put you in a hotel and they just get like everything set up, like all the uniforms and, you know, there's yeah. just like a little bit of like, you know, the logistical stuff that they need to organize on their side. Um, but because it was a pandemic, we had like two weeks sitting in a hotel room and you're just thinking and you're like, what am I doing? Like, what is it? You know, yeah. it, it's not how it's not a good start to the show. But yeah. um, no. So once you come out of all of that, they have like a sit down with us all like once we've so the initial reaction of us meeting on board, like that's 100 percent like it's all like authentic. Like we don't meet anyone until there's a camera in our face and we're literally walking on the boat. Um, but then sort of once we're, we've all met each other and, you know, we're all busy, they will call us all into, like, the main salon, they sit us down and they do go through, you know, like, housekeeping rules, um, you know, in terms of, like, social media, what we can post and stuff, because obviously we can't post cameras, like, following us because, you know, we sign NDAs and stuff. So, it's you know, it's yeah. all about, like, that sort of housekeeping, how to keep, like, everything as protected as possible so nothing gets leaked yeah. before this like show comes out um and they go through all of that then with us so they just say you know we're not allowed to talk about past castmates not allowed to talk about past seasons um so actually with that you know like the hot tub scene with Lexi in my season and she was like yeah. going at Malia and when they were arguing in the cabin prior to that she was actually going at Malia about stuff that had happened on the previous season so that obviously yeah. didn't make it to air because that's not what they want um or what the show's about really it's meant to be you know just like moving forward um yeah. so it's like obviously Lexi had an idea of Malia in her head from watching her from a certain season um and yeah that's not really like the gist of the show so yeah yeah that's how that works <laughs> <laughs> did um did you have an idea of everyone in your head before you jumped on the show? I didn't know. Like, for me, I'm not the kind of person, like Delaney, actually, because she was sitting in the hotel for a hot minute before we actually brought her on board. She found yeah. out who all of us were. But I was like, I don't, number one, I don't care enough. Number two, I don't, I'm not that crazy or psycho to try figure it out I did yeah. know that Malia was going to be on mine um purely because I didn't actually follow her on Instagram but something popped up and she was she did like a video or a story and it came onto my like um 
feed page on Instagram and the yeah. background was the same background as my hotel room. So I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> like I obviously recognized her. And so I did figure that out, but, and I obviously knew Captain Sandy was going to be my captain. But other than that, like, no, I had no idea. So you always see like when you guys are texting, it always comes on the screen. Do they have like a photo viewer of your cell phone? What is that? <laughs> they, they see a lot. Like we think they can't see many things, but they, they really do see everything. Um, no, so yeah. normally when they're sort of editing, they'll go back um, and, you know, be like, what was this about and they try piece together um if you can have like evidence of the text but it's pretty otherwise they just kind of make it as similar as possible or normally like production will like come and speak to you if I'm messaging and I'm talking about something and then they'll be like oh what are you talking about on your phone can you send me a screenshot or like something like that so they do have like a archive of you know what was sort of going on are you watching all of the seasons right now, like Down Under, Sailing, anything? I did start watching Down Under. I'm honestly, yeah. I'm terrible. I think I say this in like every single podcast and interview. Like I work so much. I generally don't even have time to watch TV. I did actually start Down Under because obviously I met Benny and Tulum and we became like like besties. Like I absolutely wow. love him. He's such a and- nice guy. I know he's been getting like a lot of crap online. I've only watched episode six, so I do have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> but um, he honestly, deep down, is such a beautiful person. And yeah. I do hope the rest of the season they get to see that. He was going through a really hard time as well. And this is what people forget. Like we we also have a personal life and stuff going on. And Absolutely. filming really exaggerates every aspect of your life. So like you know, I think there's like a few moments of me where I'm like in tears and people think I'm crying about Delaney and moving people's cabins. And I was like, no, I was actually going through something else in my personal life and having a camera in my face really made me crack. And the, the pressure of that situation doesn't help. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not that good at catching up. I kind of just like all the like fan pages, I kind of keep up to date on now. <laughs> I know I got in a lot of crap because I posted the thing about Magda and everyone I guess in Canada the episode comes on like a week later so everyone is like there's no spoiler alert oh no well it's it's a good thing for you to learn that yeah I know right I I did know that I just you know I juggle a lot and sometimes I miss stuff like that so we're not perfect right everybody we're not perfect I noticed on the Total Ship Show, you mentioned that there are some captains that prey on stews. Does that really happen? I mean, it's not just captains. It's anyone like in the industry because, you know, we do get a lot of young girls. Like The youngest stewardess in my team now is 21, you know, which is quite young. I came into the industry when I was 22, which is still quite young. Um, I don't know if praise the right word, but you know, it does happen. Like I think some people take their like youngness and naiveness for granted for sure. And sort of the nature of the industry sometimes, not all the time, not all the time. Like it's kind yeah. of painting a picture, but yeah, I mean, we definitely, me and Malia talk about it a lot. Like that's definitely a common thing in the industry. Putting young girls in uncomfortable positions is definitely like, that's not unheard of for sure. For sure. And I, also saw the interview where you brought up your ex and how you were trapped on the boat. This is a clip from Total Ship Show, Malia's podcast. It describes Katie's toxic relationship. He turned really, really like toxic on me. 
I would receive messages every day, like from him, call me like really horrible names. He would call me like a toxic flat, like, like you're a bitch. And then we'd go out on like nights out and would be like at a bar having a drink and he'd like yell at me. He's like, why are you looking at that guy? And I'm like, who? Like I'm sitting here with the girls, like talking like gossip, oh. you know, and actually like punch the laundry door and shit in front of oh. me. Like, I've never been so scared in my life. But then because I was on a boat. You have nowhere to run. Yeah. I know it to run, but I was the new stew, so I didn't want to cause problems, you know? So I didn't tell anyone. Like, and it wasn't actually until one day my phone was like blasting and it was him messaging me, and one of the other stewardesses saw it. And she was like, What the fuck, Katie? Like, what the fuck is going on? And she really pulled me aside. She's like, This is not okay. Like, you need to go speak to the captain. I just was like so defeated. And he would like say all the shit to me and say all these words and be like, Who are you? Like, I just agreed to like what he was saying. So. Like, because whenever I would, like, fight back, he would get more aggressive, you know? After that situation, like, I was so insecure. He broke me, like... I'm, are we okay to talk about that, or...? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I just wanted to say, like, that is insane. Like, I was almost, like, tearing up when I was watching that because I've been in a position like that before. So just the panic and the feeling trapped and what resonated with me was when you were like, I just kind of agree with him so he doesn't keep going, so it doesn't escalate kind of thing. That's what it reminded me of, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I honestly was the first time in my life, and I said this on Total Ship Show, I said, you know, thank God I haven't found myself in a situation like that before or since. Yeah. Um, or And I know there's so many situations like a thousand times worse than mine. Um, yeah. But just having that inside. And so, you know, like you hear about like domestic violence and stuff like that. And you're like, just leave them. It's really not that simple because no. it comes like it mentally fucks you up. And I, before, yeah. like, I'm a very strong opinionated person. Like people don't know me. If I don't like someone, I'll tell them to like F off, you know, like that's <laughs> just me. Like, I don't care. And for yeah. the first time in my life, I, I didn't act that way. When I did, things became worse. So I stopped acting that way and became like very submissive. I was genuinely scared. I was like, this guy is, is really going to hurt me or like attack. Like, I don't know. Like he's so angry and he's, I'm so terrified that if yeah. I react more, it's just going to push him and I'm going to find myself in a situation that's even worse than this. But yeah, it just made me really open my eyes into that sort of situation and that like I said, my situation is nowhere near as bad as other people, but you do feel trapped and it's so hard. Like you, it's not as easy to just leave or like stop, break up with them or whatever it is. Like, it's really not that simple. And like, I remember like I was so mentally exhausted from that and I never knew like how much of a toll is actually taking on me. Like I'd finish work and have like no interest to do anything like I just wanted to get into bed like I didn't even want to go work out I didn't want to go for a run I didn't want to do anything like I just felt so mentally drained I just like want to lie on my bed and watch tv like and you shared a cabin with them too right we didn't actually share a cabin but um we were living in apartments at the time because our boat was getting painted we were in Barcelona he would show up at my door some days at like 7 a.m in the morning like after like being out all night like ringing my doorbell I'd like let him in and he'd be like opening cupboard doors being like where is he and I'm like where is who it's seven in the morning like he genuinely thought I was like had all these guys like I don't know that I was like hooking up with I was like I've literally hooked up with two people in two years Jack and then you 
Um, and yeah, and it was actually because, you know what, I found out later he was going out and he was sleeping with all these girls in Barcelona. And I had one girl actually come up to me when we were out and she was like, Katie, I'm so sorry. Like I had no idea you and so-and-so are together. And I was like, it's not your fault. Like, and now me and her are actually really good friends. So let's there you go. something positive out of that. <laughs> But that's how it is for sure. When they're all up in your grill, like you're cheating, you're cheating. It's always out of guilt because they are cheating. And right? I even, like I never, and because the thing is like, I'd also just come out of that relationship with Jack. Like I was still like, not really in my best like state of mind. I was really, really heartbroken from that relationship. Well, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and I just, yeah. I couldn't control any of it. Have you ever heard the saying about the uh, boiling frog? It's like if you put a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out right away because it knows that there's danger. But if you put it in lukewarm water and then you slowly turn up the heat, it won't know to jump out and it will just die in the water. I love that. That is like the best analogy for that situation. Right? Yeah. That's 100% what happened because, yeah, things happen like it's like progressive. And then, wow. Yeah. That just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> so... You talked about a stew that kind of, you know, noticed what was going on and was like, you have to go tell the captain. So are you kind of more sensitive to that? Like, are you kind of looking out for warning signs? And if so, what are those warning signs that you would kind of give advice to somebody looking out for that? Um, I think it's just like the minute something like there's a red flag like you need to you need to listen to it like I knew there yeah. were red flags but I think I was just I'm also the kind of person I give people like the benefit of the doubt like I'm a very understanding person and like you know like I said none of us are perfect I'm not perfect myself honestly the best my best advice for anyone like don't get into another situation straight after a relationship that has honestly been my downfall through that relationship and then my following relationship is because I never gave myself healing time and then it creates like a bigger mess because you're not in the right state of mind or might not be thinking correctly like I mean by all means go out meet date people but I think don't get yeah. yourself into a serious situation until you really feel like you're strong enough or you've come back from the, your previous relationship because I think that's where I went really wrong um, yeah, I was trying to deal with that and then this was happening and it just all became a right mess. <laughs> when you went to the captain and everything, how did that play out? Was did the, like they have to do an investigation or like what happened there? So what had happened So my phone was like on the bench in the laundry and like, you know, like she came down and like us Jews, you know, you get us together, we have a little gossip and stuff. Yeah. And my phone was obviously just like lighting up, lighting up, lighting up. And she looked over, I think, you know, like as a glance by accident, and then she saw yeah. the messages and what this person was saying to me. And she picked up the phone. And she just goes, what the fuck, Katie? And then I kind of like froze and got really upset. And she was like, if you don't go to the captain, I'm going to. And so I didn't actually make it to the captain. It got back to the captain and then he obviously called me in and he was amazing. He was like, you should have told me this a long time ago. And I was like, I, like I was a junior stew at this point. Like I, I was new to the industry um, and I felt like I didn't want to be considered like a troublemaker. I didn't want to lose my job. Like I really loved the boat I was on, um, yeah. but he ended up like 
getting let go. Um, I think he resigned on his own accord when he realized like the situation and what was happening. So he sort of left. Um, But then he, so I got, we got a new steward and then, so he left Barcelona and he actually came back to Barcelona. And then I was in Mexico on holiday and I come back to the boat and I'm like to everyone, I'm like, so what's happened since I've been away? And the whole boat goes silent. I'm like, what? And then one of the like deck hands like pulled me to the side. He's like, Katie, I need to tell you something. So-and-so and your cabin mate, the new stew, started hooking up. They then became boyfriend and girlfriend. So I'm sharing a cabin with this girl who is now dating like my ex. And yeah. like, it was so bad. Like I said to her, I was like, this is a really horrible person. I think you're making a mistake. And she'll be like on the phone to him and I'll be like, get out of our cabin. Like, I no. I was like, no, you cannot. If you want to be with him, you cannot speak to him when I'm around. Like, that's it. So he was on like another boat, but he was dating your cabin mate. Yes. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) I know, right? Yachting. And a lot of people, they need to learn from themselves. You know what I mean? Like, there's some situations where people be like, you know, you shouldn't do that. And my head is like, oh, you have to find out for yourself kind of thing. So and I said that to her, like at first, my first reaction when someone told me they had started hooking up or whether it was a one night stand or whatever it was, I, yeah. I wanted to protect her. She's a really, really sweet girl. So I yeah. ended up pulling her aside and I was like, look, I know what's going on. I just want you to know that he's very good at manipulating you. And I explained my situation. I said, I will tell you in detail if you want to hear it. If you don't, I will also respect that. But yeah. I'm trying to actually protect you and look out for you. Um, and yeah, it ended, they like obviously ended up breaking up and ended up being like a really bad breakup and like all this other drama went on. So, but you yeah. know, she had to learn for herself and I, I, I get it. Like I'd be the same probably. <laughs> So have you just completely sworn off all yachties now? Like, I feel like... Yeah, I'm off yachties. 110% I am off yachties. Like, I cannot. My boyfriend after that was actually a yachty. The last, like, boyfriend and yachting I've had. So I'm I'm done. Yachty boyfriends are not for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a yachty relationship that didn't end up crazy or... Yeah. Not for me, but <laughs> for other people, yeah. Like, there's a lot of people in the industry, you know, a lot of, like, stews and captains um, that sort of met when they were younger in the industry. Um, you know, yeah. they're, like, married and stuff now. Um, so, like, in the south of France, there's an area, it's called Captain's Village. So, it's, like, where all the ex, like, cheese stews live with their captains and, like, you Aww. know, live this nice little, nice little life. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, like, honestly... I know, and I especially know Below Deck makes it sound like really bad and it is impossible. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just a lot because this industry, it's a high pressure environment and like especially with relationships now, a lot of them, they're on rotation. So whether like the wife's at home with the kids and then the captain or the engineer, whoever it is, is on board. Um, you know, we are working these crazy hours and we do go out and drink a lot and, you know, it, it yeah. can put people in certain situations that it's probably not best so so you mean like they're on rotation like so both of them work in yachting so one goes to work so i'm talking about the relationships that have survived yachting and then are like married now so normally like like senior roles so captains chief engineers like they'll be on like two months on two months off 
So they'll fly home to their family for two months and back to the boat for two months. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what that means. That's what I always wondered, like be like having a family or, you know, getting pregnant if you're a yachty and you're like around 30, you know what I mean? Like, Don't with me all the time. <laughs> I but I got pregnant to a yachty at like now that I'm 30 I'm like wow like I don't even touch what I need to touch wood right now um that would I I yeah that would be really really hard really really hard scenario this is kind of like a side question but I just made me think but if you get like an STD or like you get sick when you're like on charter like who like do you have to pay for the doctor no, so we had a full yacht crew. Uh, we have medical insurance. The boat covers yeah. all medical insurance. So oh, cool. if you get sick or something happens, um, yes. you know, you just go to the captain and normally there's like a medical person um, like a go-to on board. Bigger boats have like um, stew nurses and stuff like that. And the big ones will just have a nurse on board at all time. Um, nice. But if it's something serious, the boat will always like get you ashore somehow, get you to hospital, get you to a doctor, whatever you need. That's never, ever a problem. And every boat I've, I've been on, like that's always number one priority. Like if you're sick yeah. or something serious is going on, like they will do what they can to... Um, to get you the help you need uh, and yeah it's all covered by the boat which is amazing so we're very lucky in that aspect <laughs> uh like matt's knee on episode one <laughs> like, oh. matt's knee <laughs> I, I love matt but yeah i think yeah. i think that was more of uh his Nerves. head to him <laughs> yeah yeah i you know what i get it like that first day it is hectic like even I yeah. was like what the fuck have I got myself into like what are you doing Katie this yeah. is crazy I know like on one hand you can probably relate to him like he's probably having a panic attack it's fight or flight on the other hand it's like okay we're all pushing through and you're gonna screw us over well, if you leave that's right? the catch 22 like I was I could understand because like in my my head I was like oh my god what am I doing like what what have I got myself into how am I getting gonna get through six weeks of this this is day one like oh, I'm yeah. done like this is crazy and then I was like screw you if we're all fucking like grafting like this like you know come on let's all pull through we're a team yeah. but it, it all it all worked out in the end yeah I mean that that first dinner I was like I'm re-watching that today I was like oh my god that, that episode that charter was actually probably one of the craziest charters I've ever done in my life they're like Googling how to like kill a lobster. Like, I know. <laughs> My dad called me like when it aired and he was like, you've been catching crayfish your whole life, Katie. Why weren't you down there helping? I was like, dad, I had like 10 guests screaming at me for margarita. <laughs> what is it? Espresso martinis. Like I wasn't yeah. even in the galley. Like I had no idea. I was just like, is someone making food good? Because I can't worry about that. Yeah. I mean, was it like a shock when you were handed the plates and you had to walk to the table, like looking at it? Like, I honestly was like, why didn't we just jump in a tender, go ashore and get pizza? That was my original thing. But then I was like, oh, we're filming a reality show. So yeah. Or like Uber <laughs> Eats or something, you know, <laughs> something, yeah. uh, whatever. We survived, I think just. Yeah. I mean, it made for really good TV. So, okay. so on the first episode, I just noticed a difference between you and Malia as leaders in the fact that you were basically like, Lexi, you're going to be second stew because of your 
CV, you guys call it? Yeah. Okay. But what does CV stand for? Cover letter? No, no curriculum, something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you were basically like, Lexi, you're going to be second stew uh, because of your CV. And then it cuts to Malia and she's like, oh, I'm not going to pick team lead because I want to see how you guys work first. Is that how you always choose your second stew or? Um, so I'm going to say Malia's done this before. So she knew what she was walking into. I had not. Yeah. Normally in yachting, I actually know the stewardesses before coming onto the boat. Um, oh, really? It doesn't, in terms of crew hiring, it doesn't really work like it does on Below Deck. Because obviously they cast, they cast for us. And we're not yeah. meant to know who they are. So it wouldn't make sense if I was picking, like, that's just not, you know, you have to give the show, like, that's what they do. Um, yeah. So normally, like, I, if I'm, like, I need a second stew, I'll put out an ad to, like, all the crew agencies, and like, I need a second stew with, like, five years experience, or three years experience, or whatever I want for that person, and they will send me only CVs that match that criteria, uh-huh. um, and below deck, I walk on board, I get given two CVs of these girls I have no idea anything about, and yeah. you normally yeah you have to pick someone so according to the cv lexi had more experience than courtney um but yeah i mean to be honest there was three stews like i don't need a second it's just like a formality you know um and yeah and that came and bit me in the ass really bad um and if i ever do the show again i will not be making that mistake so (laughs) um yeah that that was just basically yeah that yeah that season was absolutely crazy um and I noticed you said that Lexi you thought Lexi had a good edit and (laughs) yeah so considering what you guys saw and what we saw um Yeah, she got a good edit for her behavior. I mean, the thing is, like, you need to understand, like, the show has regulations they have to abide by, too. You know, I I don't know what they are, but if it's coming from NBC or Bravo, like, there's certain things they don't want to air or they don't want that to be part of the show. It was just, like, a lot that she did do um, that didn't make it to air, but also, like, we're filming six weeks, 24 hours a day, and they're making it into 17 episodes. That's only 17 hours of TV yeah. when you have six weeks of footage. Yeah. So there's only so much they can put into. So it's kind of like a catch 22 with that. But I think considering how she really acted, yeah, she definitely got a better edit. Um, she doesn't agree, but she never would. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think mostly what people will be asking when they're watching this is when you mentioned that she was saying stuff about Hannah and stuff. Can you tell us at all anything about that or would you rather not? It was just, I honestly don't really remember now, but like she was really coming at Malia for obviously that situation that happened on season yeah. five. Um you know, Malia's taken a lot of heat for that. And yeah, she was kind of just like throwing that in her face. And then obviously Malia's like, you don't know me and you watch the show and you think you know me. And like, I think this is the hardest yeah. part um, for people to understand is you, people don't know us. Like you watch us, you see certain aspects, but that's not 
100% me. Like there's way more to me and there's way more to Malia as well. So she was just kind of going off about that, about how she threw Hannah under the bus and just all the shit that you guys saw basically. Just calling her out for that and, you know, and Malia was like saying to her at the time, like, you cannot talk about this. Like she would just do a lot of things that we weren't allowed to do or talk about, you know? So that's why it didn't make it to air. <laughs> that would, that's probably like a good like playbook for somebody who's getting a bad edit and they just don't want like this, it to be added to their storyline. So they just break all the rules. So it doesn't get added. She, she even take away all that stuff. She still did enough damage to herself. You know, if you take away yeah. all those things that we're not meant to do or not meant to talk about, um, you know, Matt did it a little bit as well. He would say things and we're just like, Matt, like, you're not, you can't do that. Like, stop. <laughs> like, you know, like you have to have some respect for the show and what they're trying to do. And, you know, they, they don't, they obviously, it's very clear because every season they have a lot, pretty much a new cast um, and they want to keep it fresh. So they don't have the drama. Like, obviously there's little storylines that come in and stuff like that, but it's not, you know. I don't know. What about Delaney? Delaney's pretty funny, isn't she? Yeah. What did you think about her? Honestly, deep down, she is a really lovely girl. She she has a really good outlook on life. Like, I always yeah. really like that about her. Yeah. My gut, she was there for the wrong reasons. Um, and there's certain things that she did, again, didn't make it to air, or certain things that she said, um, yeah. which think might have given people a better idea as to why I was quite standoffish to her um obviously the CV situation right from the get-go really pissed me off and to be that far in the season like I was absolutely mentally and physically exhausted at this point and I was just like oh for fuck's sake like I can't deal with this shit like yeah you know then you know she just would say a lot of things like oh I've got more followers on Instagram than you and just like all these little comments and I was like okay honey I know why you're here like for me I understand that we all signed up to be on tv like I really get that it was a really 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 hard decision for me like this isn't just something I woke up and I was like I want to be on tv like it wasn't an opportunity that's been presenting itself for five years like literally like the casting team have been messaging me constantly and then I finally, they finally got me and I cracked. Um, and yeah, so it was a really like serious decision I took for myself. So when I had somebody like that coming in, it just really affected me and like my my outlook on everything. Um, so I think that's why I was definitely a lot harder on her um, as people saw, but it just didn't resonate with me. And at the end of the day, like it was my team. So, you know, if someone else wants to go be chief stew or chief officer and run their team that way that's their decision so totally um so with Lexi did you ever see what is inside that burn book (laughs) what was in there I would the minute I heard about that I was just like oh my lord like this is how did you pass like our psych evaluation (laughs) what I want to know to be honest like how did you pass that I no you guys have to pass one I don't know. I yeah, we all have to go through a psych test before before we film. Really? Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> it just asks you a lot of questions about like your family, your history, you know, um, 
if you drink a lot, do drugs. Um, it's basically, I don't really know what the outcome of it is. I guess you can mentally handle what's to come from the show, good or bad. Um, and yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I think any t- all TV shows do it, I'm pretty sure. So it's like a standard procedure from production companies um, or TV networks which is um, so I have a game for you to play you were just in Canada so yeah. I'm gonna say a few Canadian words and then you tell me if you know what they are okay okay <laughs> you know what a loony is loony like someone that's a bit loopy or crazy <laughs> no. I've never heard that word that's what we were in New Zealand we would call someone like oh they need to go to the loony bin like that crazy loony. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it's actually our $1 coin because it has a loon bird on it. Uh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> okay, um, this is going to be a funny one. Do you know what it, a duotang is? No. A duotang? I feel like I'm failing Canada right now. What is a duotang? <laughs> is it a type of animal? <laughs> no. A duotang is like your notebook for, for school. Like, it's like a, that little paper book. Oh, my God, stop. That's the weirdest <laughs> word, and I kind of like it. Meduitang. Meduitang. <laughs> I'm going to start using all these words to my Canadian friends and see what they do. They'll be like, what? Yeah, just, like, secretly <laughs> drop it into conversation. You know? <laughs> um, do you know what a double-double is? No. You're really catching me off guard here. <laughs> um, do you just take a wild guess? A double-double. I'm just getting, like, a burger in my head. <laughs> Close. Um, it's, like, the famous thing from Tim Hortons. It's, like, two creams, two sugars in your coffee. So I should have gone to... Okay. Yeah. I see what I have to do when I go back to Canada. Yeah, exactly. You have to get Tim Hortons. Okay. Um, so do you know what a Texas Mickey is? <laughs> is it a type of drink? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Wow, I really just guessed that one. What sort of drink is it? Ooh, okay, so it's the size of a drink. So a 26er is like like a small yeah. bottle of alcohol. A Texas Mickey is like that big bottle with the pump on it. Vibe. I'm all about a Texas Mickey. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, this, this is my favorite one. No, the next two are my favorites. Do you know what a, a Chesterfield is? Chesterfield. <laughs> no. uh, nothing even comes to my mind when I say that. Really? What is it? I'm like really proud that I picked like the good ones, you know? Like I've never heard these words in my life. <laughs> it's uh, Chesterfield is your couch. couch. Why? <laughs> What's know. the reason behind that? It's like what your grandma would call like the love seat and like the living room it's like the Chesterfield you know that's so funny I'm actually I'm so my social media manager he's he's Canadian he lives in Toronto I'm actually gonna yeah. call him today and just like drop all these names in it he's gonna be like what is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> okay and I have one last one okay do you know what a converter is a convert I mean I don't know a car <laughs> converter it's like a remote like for the tv oh 
okay. <laughs> that seems like an old school word. Like you guys still don't use that, do you? Um, I mean, like I do, but like I use weird words, but I mean, some people wouldn't know. Yeah. No, a converter. Yeah, I would not have picked that. So I sucked at that. So thank you. <laughs> no worries. Um, now, can you teach me like one New Zealand word that I wouldn't know? Oh my God. I was actually writing these words down the other day. I was out for dinner with my friend. Um, okay. So there's a saying and people say out the gate. Out the gate? Does it mean like you're you're like ready to go? No, it means like, oh, she was out the gate. Like she was crazy or she was wild. Like that's out the gate. Or like someone will tell you something crazy and you're like, whoa, man, that's so out the gate. And then uh, what else are we at? Mean as we say a lot. Mean as. Like, Does that mean, mean like, like you're kind of like rude or? No, it means like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, that's mean. That's, that's cool. Like mean as. <laughs> what? Um, or mean bro we say that a lot um, and another one was happy days so like I don't know if someone say something like cool you're like oh cool happy days like that sounds nice like happy days yeah those um, I feel like those are just like regular words that are put together into a phrase where like mine was like just crazy words you know words. yeah yeah well, that's New Zealand though like I don't know if we really have I'm actually gonna do some research now because now you've got me thinking we don't really <laughs> have any weird words for stuff like that like physical objects we just have a lot of like random sayings and it's so funny being home like I really number one I noticed the New Zealand accent so much I'm like is that what I sound like like that's so strong um and yeah just like all the weird sayings can you try to do a Canadian accent? I feel like it just goes American. Yeah, like, kind of, yeah. Like, oh my God, bro. Did you see that? That was so cool, man. That's like my LA accent, I think. I feel like a surfy guy when I do that. It's hilarious. Oh my God. Is there anything that you feel like we should have talked about? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to message you this morning and say, we can talk about not returning. So, yeah. like, I've already mentioned it now. Like, I did a live the other day and someone was like, are you coming back? And, like, I just said, I was like, well, no, I'm not. But, Ooh. yeah, so in hindsight, yeah. it's worked out. Because at the time, I don't think I was in the right mental state of mind to go and film. I think yeah. I would have had an absolute mental breakdown. I mean, that makes a great TV, but not for myself. So, um, and I'm actually really excited to watch the season. Like I've got, a, I know a lot of what happens. So I'm curious to see how it does play out. How it plays out. Yeah. I heard some, heard some things as well. I mean, who sends you all your shit as well? That's what I wanted to ask you. I'm like, <laughs> hmm, hmm. <laughs> tips you up. And I'm sure it's people from. Yeah. Well, if I revealed my sources, then I would never get any more sources. So. I wouldn't want you to do that, but I just yeah. know it's an inside job for sure. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Because I try not to yeah. post unless like I know almost like for sure that it's real, you know, because I don't want to be like yeah. posting crap. Uh, I but think yeah. it's going to be good, like, juicy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's good because you kind of have like a career, like you don't need below deck you know there's people that go on the show that like kind of need the show you're just like you know I yeah. could be on it or I could not you know like whatever right and I would like I'm interested to see if they will reach out again like they'll probably start casting like in July August yeah um 
is when they sort of start putting feelers out again. So yeah. I am curious to see. I'm happy I did it. Like I'm not putting my whole life on it. Like it's not my life. Like I do have other stuff going yeah. on in my life. And like, um, so yeah, like it, it's just one of, it is what it is. Like if it works out, if it doesn't, like I don't know, maybe they'll ask me in two months time and I'll be like, no, you know, so yeah. just have to see. Uh, thank you so much for being on my podcast. This is Pop Off with James. It was so nice to meet you yeah. um, and actually speak in person. And yeah. Where can we find you on your social medias? You can find me on Instagram at Katie Floody. Finally on the TikTok bandwagon. It's taking me so long to like get on this bandwagon. Um, I actually struggled for so long, like how to use the app. Um, <laughs> but you can find me on TikTok with the same uh, username. So it's uh, at Katie Floody. Awesome. Well, I really, really hope that we see a lot more of you. Like you're one of my favorite chief stews. And thank, thank you. you so much for doing my podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> you're always welcome back on. So I will talk to you later, I, I guess. Eh? Maybe mid-season of med. We'll get some yeah. tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put out a petition to get you back on the show, okay? <laughs> you go. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode with Katie Flood. Next week, we have Z from the Mediterranean as well. Listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Pop Off with James. Get the video version on YouTube with the same name. And special thank you to the Total Ship Show for letting me use those clips. Have a good week.